Are you noticing that major companies are discontinuing products? Well, we'll share why. It's the business news headlines for Monday, the 12th day of February. Thanks for being with us. And what a game that was between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. And yeah, we all got our Tay-Tay fix. In other business news headlines, Super Bowl online betting surged this past weekend. A new study looks at the states with the highest number of crash fatalities, and we'll share that. Elon Musk heads back to court. We've got some news about Jesus we think you'll find interesting. The Wall Street Report is on tap, and the right to disconnect is explained. For the interview, you'll meet Amy Doyle, the COO of Tarot International, who offers some sound suggestions when it comes to negotiating skills. But first, the news. Insight on business news and comment with Michael Libby is made possible through the support of Tarot International, the premier interpersonal skills, research, and corporate training company. Achieve, lead, and outclass with Tarot. T-E-R-O dot com. Funding also comes from the National Tractor Parts Dealer Association, an international organization supporting the new and used agricultural and construction parts industry. Learn more at ntpda.com. Thank you, Hunter Pease, and welcome to this, the Monday edition of the Business News Headlines. I'm your host, Michael Libby. Grateful that you're with us again today. Want to reach us on X, formerly known as Twitter? You can find us at IOB underscore NewsHour over on Threads. It's Insight on Business, and our Facebook page is Insight on Business, the NewsHour. Well, you might have noticed that major companies are paring down their offerings and leaning into more popular products. For example, Coca-Cola had 400 different brand names, and that was before the company axed 200 of them, shedding brands like Tab, Zico Coconut Water, Diet Coke Feisty Cherry, and Odwalla Juices. Meanwhile, the Associated Press reports that it's a move other businesses are making as well, reducing the variety of offerings from mayonnaise to cereals to cars and instead focusing on what they, what they think will sell the best. Stu Leonard's is a supermarket chain that operates stores in Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey, and it now has 24 cereal flavors or types, down from 49 back in 2019. Edgewell Personal Care Company, that's the maker of Schick Razors and Banana Boat Suntan Lotion, has trimmed certain varieties of its antibacterial wipes, wet ones, among others. And Dollar General, based in Goodlettsville, Tennessee, used to stock six different kinds of mayonnaise on its shelves and now looking to drop a couple of them. Even in the auto world, shoppers are finding fewer choices. Both General Motors and Ford have been touting how they're limiting the number of option combinations customers can get on their vehicles to reduce manufacturing and purchasing complexity. Market research firm Circana has found that new items accounted for about 2% of products in stores last year across categories such as beauty, footwear, technology, and toys, and that is down 5% of items back in 2019. So the question is, why? And the answer is, cutting down on items a company offers is one way to cut costs. However, the risk is that brand loyalists may turn to online shopping to get what they want, if, if that product is still made. Wall Street ended the day mixed, and I'll share those numbers with you in just a bit. 
A company that tracks the location of Internet gamblers is reporting that online betting on the Super Bowl surged this year, with many gamblers waiting until right before the kickoff to place their wagers. The AP is reporting that data released from GeoComply shows that the number of verification checks it carried out over the weekend increased by more than 22% from last year. It processed just over 122 million checks in 28 of the 29 states that offer online sports betting, excluding Florida. States require a gambler to be physically located within their borders in order to make online bets. Geolocation technology uses a combination of cell phone data, software, hardware, and databases to determine where a phone or laptop is trying to make a bet is actually located at that given moment. And that's how they know. And now you know, too. It's an eye-popping report. The data, conducted by Ohio personal injury lawyer John Fitch, used information from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, offers a detailed look at the severity of traffic accidents across the country. It focused on the percentage of fatalities among those involved in deadly traffic accidents, revealing the states where the fatality rate is highest when involved in a dangerous crash. Here's the list. Vermont, Montana, and New Hampshire were identified as the top three states with the highest fatality rates in traffic accidents. Rounding out the top ten would include South Dakota, Maine, Iowa, Kansas, Rhode Island, West Virginia, and number ten, North Dakota. In contrast, the study also found the states with the lowest crash fatality rates. Leading this group is Utah, ranking at the bottom, and then New Mexico has the nation's second lowest fatality rate. Florida, Nevada, and Arizona round out the states with the lowest crash fatality rates. While the numbers are surprising, there is not any data that explains necessarily why this is. Elon Musk is being summoned back to court to testify about his $44 billion purchase of Twitter, now known as X. The court is enforcing the SEC's subpoena that the testimony is not unduly burdensome for Musk. The SEC had given Musk the opportunity to testify in Texas where he lives. The SEC has been conducting a fact-finding investigation into the period before Musk's Twitter takeover when the San Francisco-based social media company was still publicly traded. The agency said it's not concluded any federal securities laws that were violated, however. Musk has already testified in the case twice, but since then, according to the judge's order, the SEC has received thousands of new documents from various parties, including hundreds of documents from Musk. For the second year in a row, a religious Super Bowl ad campaign promised viewers that Jesus gets us. Two commercials shown Sunday night centered on Jesus' message to love your neighbors, even across ideological divides. In one, people of different races, classes, and gender expressions have their feet washed, including a woman outside of a family planning clinic. The AP is reporting that He Gets Us campaign spokesperson Greg Miller said, quote, Our goal is to really show that Jesus loved and cared for anyone and everyone, end quote. He said the campaign's website received 715,000 views in the previous 24 hours. 
Critics have noted that the campaign's welcoming and progressive messaging seems to be at odds with some of its Christian funders, who have also supported anti-LGBTQ plus and anti-abortion causes. The He Gets Us campaign is now under a new charitable organization called Come Near. The nonprofit says it is committed to sharing the life and love of Jesus through thought-provoking new ways. On its website, the campaign notes that, quote, Probably the most common questions we receive are about our stance on the LGBTQ plus community. So let us be clear in our opinion. Jesus loves gay people, and Jesus loves trans people. No matter who you are, you are invited to explore the story of Jesus and consider what it means for your life. Interesting. Today, the Dow hit a new high as investors await fresh inflation and earnings data. Blue chips gained 125 points to close at 38,797, but it was a losing day for the Nasdaq, which shed 48 points to end the session at 15,942, and the S&P 500 closed above 5,000 again, but did lose four points on the trade to finish at 5021. Salesforce dragged the Dow off its high as it slid 1%, and shares of Hershey were off by less than 1% following a downgrade from Morgan Stanley on the back of softer demand. At news time, West Texas Intermediate Crude was up by 16 cents to 77 bucks a barrel, and the yield on the 10-year Treasury fell to 4.172%, also at news time. And finally, there is this, and this is about having the right to disconnect. And we're not talking about cable, but work. Australia is a step closer to giving workers the ability to just say no to the boss after the workday has ended. Right to disconnect legislation was passed by the Senate on Thursday and now goes back to the House of Representatives for final approval, which is expected to occur. Now, not everyone is happy, however. The legislation will penalize employers with fines. It's a punishment opposed by the Business Council of Australia, which contends it will create significant costs for businesses and result in less jobs and less opportunities. This whole action about disconnecting began in France back in 2017. Belgium, Germany, and Italy also have such a law, and the European Parliament is considering similar legislation for all 27 partner states. When it comes to work-life balance, Australia is behind only New Zealand, Spain, and France, according to data from global employment platform Remote. What about the United States? Well, the U.S. ranks a distant 53rd. You heard that correctly. 53rd in work-life balance. No wonder you feel burned out. All right, stay with us and click ahead for some tips on honing your negotiating skills with Tarot COO Amy Doyle. And thanks for listening.